Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is September 4th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block, and next week we're going to be in Doctrine and Covenants section 98 to 101, which is huge. There's just so much in that section. So I will just cover it the best I can, and we'll just do our best. But for now, let's finish up this section in Doctrine and Covenants section 97, starting in verse 2. There is a great principle here that if we could better understand this scripture, verse 2, we would have a better understanding of the complexity and the beauty of God's plan of salvation. So if you remember yesterday in verse 1, it's talking about those who are truly humble, who are seeking diligently to learn wisdom and to find truth. And then in verse 2, it goes on and it says, Verily, verily I say unto you, Blessed are such, for they shall obtain. For I the Lord show mercy unto all the meek, and upon all whomsoever I will, that I may be justified when I shall bring them unto judgment. Now, I absolutely love what this scripture teaches us about the relationship between mercy and and justice. The Lord says that he will show mercy to anyone that he pleases so that when he brings them to the judgment bar, when they stand before him, his judgments will be just. I think oftentimes we make the mistake of thinking about God or the Savior as being either or, either just or merciful. And we need to start having a better understanding of the dual nature of God and of the Savior being both just and merciful. I have this verse cross-reference to Alma chapter 42, verse 15, which says, God himself atoneth for the sins of the world to bring about the plan of mercy, to appease the demands of justice, that God might be a perfect, just God and a merciful God also. I love this because for God to be God, he has to be just. That is just part of his nature, part of his being. He has to be a just God. But if our Father in Heaven were only a just God, we would all be in a lot of trouble. There's a kid's show that used to be on TV. Maybe it still is. I don't know. But it would drive me insane. One of my least favorite shows ever. My kids all know that we're not allowed to watch it in our house. It's called Caillou. And one of the reasons why it drives me insane is that kid would always, in the whiniest voice, say, that's not fair. And it drove me bonkers. I just, I just couldn't stand it. I remember seeing it as a teenager and him saying, that's not fair. And me thinking, life isn't fair, Caillou. It's not fair. But my friends, shouldn't we all be so incredibly grateful that life is not fair? If life were just, we would receive punishment for every wrong that we do. We would distance ourselves from God never to return to him again. God's nature is just. Yes, it has to be. In order for him to be God, he has to be just. But in order to bring his children back, he evoked a plan of mercy where the Savior would come down, would experience all that we experienced and would pay that price for us. Oftentimes, I think we think of the atonement as just being an eraser that erases our sins. That's not the case. They don't just magically disappear. They get taken from us by the Savior who suffered them for us. God is able to be just because the price was paid. So through the great plan of mercy, he is able to invoke mercy and justice together. 
And he gives that mercy freely to whoever he wants so that when we come before him at the judgment day, his judgment can be just and will be just because he will have been able to extend that mercy to us while we're here in this life. I absolutely love the song, How Great the Wisdom and the Love. Listen to this lyric, how great, how glorious, how complete redemption's grand design where justice, love, and mercy meet in harmony divine. The perfect plan of our Father in heaven allows justice and mercy to come together in love for our redemption. Elder Lance B. Wickman once said, It is the penitent, those who repent of their sins, upon whom mercy has her claim. Justice cannot reach them, for their debt is paid by mercy. And this is the ultimate manifestation of the divine, charitable justice of God. Part of justice was his perfect plan to include mercy. Not to erase our sins, but to have them paid for us, so that we could indeed return to him someday. Our Father in Heaven's justice is clear. When he says that he can't look upon sin with the least degree of allowance, he means it. No unclean thing can enter into his presence. However, it's my belief and my testimony that he also looks upon the sinner with the greatest degree of mercy possible. We allow him to extend us more mercy as we approach him and as we use the atonement of Jesus Christ to invite that mercy into our lives and to allow mercy to overtake justice. Okay, let's move on to a different verse. Verse 8 here in section 97 is also really neat. Verse 8 says, Verily I say unto you, All among them who know their hearts are honest, and who are broken, and their spirits contrite, and are willing to observe their covenants by sacrifice, yea, every sacrifice which I the Lord shall command, they are accepted of me. I love the end part of that. I love that promise of being accepted by the Lord. But let's take a look at this verse and figure out what we need to do to reach that place. First of all, I think it's so fascinating that the very beginning of this, oftentimes we say those with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. But this one says something slightly different. It says all among them who know their hearts are honest and are broken. So it's not just so much that we have a broken heart and a contrite spirit, but we also have to have an understanding of that for ourselves. We need to know our place and our standing before our Father in heaven, which I think is really interesting. So how do we know? How can we know for ourselves that we have a broken heart, that we have a contrite spirit? Well, it's this very next part. It says that they are willing to observe their covenants by sacrifice. Yea, every sacrifice which I, the Lord, shall command. Now, I think that that is a really neat phrase because oftentimes we are observing our covenants, but are we observing them by sacrifice? Are we willing to live up to our covenants to the point that it requires something of us, that it requires sacrifice of our souls? Sacrifice is a law of heaven. And so it's only natural that that is part of our covenants and we can know that we have broken hearts and contrite spirits as we are willingly keeping our covenants through that sacrifice. Because there's something about giving up something that changes who we are, that changes our souls, that changes our hearts. 
Elder Ballard once said, Listen to the language of the scriptures as they describe the level of sacrifice the Lord requires of us. Offer your whole souls as an offering unto God. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God. The Lord himself has said that we should keep our covenants by sacrifice, yea, every sacrifice which I, the Lord, shall command. The sacrifice the Lord asks of us is to wholly rid ourselves of the natural man and all the ungodliness associated with it. When we completely surrender ourselves to the Lord, then He will cause a mighty change in us, and we will become a new person, justified, sanctified, and born again with His image in our countenances. My friends, we may not live the law of sacrifice as they lived in the Old Testament times. We may not have to bring up the first of our fields or the first of our flocks, but God asks us to bring ourselves to him. Elder Maxwell once said, Real personal sacrifice was never placing an animal upon the altar. Instead, it is a willingness to put the animal in us upon the altar and letting it be consumed. That is how we know. That is how we know that our hearts are honest and broken. That is how we know that we are accepted of the Lord. It's by the sacrifice that we're willing to make. Not just the things we're willing to believe, but the things that we are willing to do and to give. Because by doing, by giving, we are becoming. And that is the purpose of this plan. Our actions may not be perfect, but that's where mercy comes in. And it's my testimony that the grace of the Savior can meet us where we are and carry us where we need to be. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.